Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. You must have liked that song. Well, I'll talk about it in a second. I'm going to read my psalm first. 67. God be merciful unto us and bless us. Cause his face to shine upon us that thy way may be known upon the earth. Thy saving health among all nations. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Okay, that was from a 30th anniversary concert uh, by Bob Dylan. And uh, the people that appeared in that concert and sang were, the first one was Roger McGuinn of of the Birds. Uh, the next one was Tom Petty. Uh, the next one was Neil Young. The next one was uh, Attic Clapton. And he did the guitar solo. The next one was Bob Dylan himself who wrote the song. And the last one was George Harrison. Um, and we went a little long on that because um, I just felt like it was worth doing. You know, I um, I liked I, I didn't really listen to Bob Dylan. I had Highway sixty one revisited, one of his many albums, because I found his uh, musical uh, quality to be quality to be somewhat jarring and uh, almost dissonant. Uh, but as in terms of a songwriter, lyricist, he's kind of second to none. He's what I would call a secular prophet, like a biblical prophet. Um, but the birds, B-Y-R-D-S, um, I guess you would say covered a lot of his songs. And I loved the birds, starting back with "To everything, turn, turn, turn. There is a season, turn, turn, turn." And then you know they added people. Uh, they added uh, Clarence White, who was tragically killed in his, I think, twenties, uh, in a car wreck. Incredible. It might have been in his thirties. I don't know how old he was, but you know he he had he had played in the uh, Kentucky Gentleman. He was really a flat picker. Also played twelve string guitar, and picked it as if he were picking a, a six string, which requires tremendous hand strength. They also had a sort of a bad boy. Uh, the Birds did named uh, Graham Parsons, whose real name was something else he was from jacksonville south florida went to bowls school uh came from a very wealthy uh, and alcoholic uh family uh, from essentially south georgia that were in the lumber business and they were all nuts he got away from went out west but he basically uh he was a very talented musician graham parsons but he, he 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 died. He drank, you know, too many drugs and too much liquor. 
Um, but anyway, this Bob Dylan concert, um, I don't know much about it. I know it happened at um, Madison Square Garden. Music and talent and precision doesn't lie. Beauty doesn't lie. It can't be corrupt because it in and of itself is true. Those are the things that talks in the Bible we should meditate on the things that are true, that are beautiful. It's talking about stuff like this. Oh, you know, that's not gospel music. You shouldn't listen to it. No. Because of its truth and beauty and precision, I do listen to it because I marvel at things that are beautiful. Like national parks. Like a beautiful, uh, and I don't know, flower. Beautiful girls. I'm sitting next to one. Um, you know, it's stuff like that. Beauty, truth, love does not lie. Now, I'll tell you what lies. People that are running things these days. You knew I was going to get to this, didn't you? <laughs> is, is, it, is, it, is it any surprise? I, I, knew, I knew where you were going. Spit it out. I knew where Spit you it were out. going. Spit it out. Okay, this from... Uh, it's a, it's called the daily signal put out by the heritage foundation. I'm going to tell you what, these guys are getting after it. Planned parenthood leader among donors to prosecutor who won't charge protesters at justices homes. If you've been following anything, the Supreme court came out with this leak that said they were thinking about overturning Roe versus Wade. All the crazy-ass leftists rallied their support, and they actually sent protest groups to the justices' homes. Now, these are not people that like to go out and fight in the street. These justices of the Supreme Court, they're, they're sort of bookish-type people. They're lawyers that would probably be more at home in a you know teaching a class in a, a university somewhere than they would be fighting it out in the courtroom these are not aggressive kind of people probably with the exception of clarence thomas i would not want to fight clarence thomas but the rest of them alito and these this scares them they're people that can be easily frightened. You know, they live in D.C. I guarantee you, they, they're not packing a uh, 357 Magnum or a 12-gauge shotgun. You know, these are gun-free zones. These people don't have means of self-defense in their homes. And these people come to the windows and say, we're going to kill you and your kids. It freaks them out. So they have to go somewhere else. So that is called tampering with, uh, I don't know, what's, what, what is it called? I mean, you know, you're trying to uh, influence a judge. Right, which is against the law. It's against, against the law. It's intimidation. The, 
and let me just get into this article. The political arm of the liberal group Demand Justice, which advocates packing the Supreme Court, contributed $5,000 last year to the campaign of Fairfax County, Virginia, Commonwealth's attorney Steve Descano, who is among local, local prosecutors backed by liberal organizations tied to George Soros. Descano, a Democrat, has refused to prosecute some criminal offenses in his northern Virginia jurisdiction, most recently taking no action against pro-abortion activists who rallied in front. They did more than rally. They threatened them. I don't know if they threw things at them. Who, who uh, rallied in front of the homes of justices Samuel Alito and Amy Coney Barrett to protest a pending, pending Supreme Court ruling to end abortion on demand. Also last year, Naomi Aberly of Boston, former chairwoman of Planned Parenthood's national board, contributed a total of $750 to Descano's campaign in Fairfax County, which is just outside the nation's capital. Okay. Here's what's lost. Any semblance of independence and inability to be swayed by money and power. The thing that has made this country a good place to live is that you could believe that the judiciary and the the mechanics of government would at least potentially grant one a fair shake if caught up in the system. This is gone. We had a similar thing happen here in Lexington. Larry Roberts was just on the show. He lost this week and lost by a sizable margin in a very low turnout election. The biggest reason that the paper, I don't know if this is true, but the Lexington paper seemed to believe that one of the biggest reasons he lost is because he would not back down on prosecuting people who uh, protested in Lexington and did other things, damage, broke the law uh, during the George Floyd riots. So supposedly, according to our local paper, paper, and according at least uh, glancingly to um, um, the uh, lady that's the um, that's the uh, columnist, uh, and she's married to uh, Van Meter Pettit. Um, I can't think of her. Linda Blackford. According to her. It was because of the fact that Larry Roberts is so insistent upon following the law and prosecuting people who break the law. That's why he got voted out. Now think about that. We live in a city, Lexington, that's become, you know, not that great a place in in terms of its politics. I know just recently we got a, a write-up for being one of the greatest places to live, which is fine. I, I still live here, and I love it. And I've learned to live with the idea that a lot of things 
are not the things I would agree with, but I still like being here. Um, but this idea that law and order is only good insofar as it uh, complies to my own uh, views on life, in this case, in D.C., and the, the guy who has been bought off and paid for by George Soros and uh, Planned Parenthood, you know, he's just going to wink his eye at these people who went to the uh, homes of the Supreme Court justices and did more than just protest. He's going to act like it didn't happen. The White House itself acted like not a big deal. Uh, many members of Congress, including Chuck Schumer in the Senate, had basically made threats against the Supreme Court justices. And so here's where we are. Your thoughts? I don't know. I thought it was uh, particularly satisfying to watch Peter Ducey, if anybody ever sees him uh, drilling the... Um, Explain who he is. Oh, sorry, he's uh, Fox... He's one of the one of the reporters that sits in on the White House press conferences, and you know, of course it was Saki. Now it's uh, House press uh, the House press secretary. Is it Jean Pierre? Yes. How you say her name? Okay. Um, she was commenting on a leaked memo, you know, showing that the DHS is bracing for the violence of the Supreme Court if they if the Supreme Court overturns the Roe versus Wade, and it was just, you know, it it wasn't even just about the there was. It was a suggestion that this it was an unclassified May 13th memo that intelligence arms say threatens that it would threaten, what was the whole list? The justices, lawmakers, other public officials, as well as clergy, health care providers. And I'm thinking, if you didn't, you can't stop this. You, you, you've known about, that it was so well known. Who's you? Intelligence. Our overall intelligence groups. They knew all about this guy in Buffalo, and he was posting stuff to YouTube. He's been a nut. They didn't do anything about it. Did you see where he said that he was suffering from the vaccination? No, of the I didn't, vaccination. I, didn't I thought, oh, Lord, we're going to go so there. So there's that. We're going to go there. There's yeah. that. <laughs> we're going to go there. No, I mean, they, they, these people, it's like they know what's getting ready to happen. It's They're, they're powerless to do anything. And we don't have any teeth in, uh, I don't know what, I'm not a prosecutor. I, I don't know how you fix or st stop things that you know are going to be a threat. Well, and as when you passed along this information about the, you know, the prosecutor, you know, the prosecutor that, you know, basically, um, there's, there's always money involved, right? Um, I said that it's no different than several other things that are going on. Uh, one being in the Durham trial, um, uh, the money and the uh, connections between lawyers and donations and personal relationships just really make the process unclean and unreliable. It's not objective. There's well, and, and that's the problem. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, that's not supposed to be there. Um, <laughs> there, my grandfather once said that um, he served on the board of Eastern Kentucky University and he was um, 
in the bond business, and he would never accept any business from EKU because of the appearance of impropriety. It would have totally been arm's length. He could have done it. Everybody since has done it. But he was worried that if somebody looked at it and said, that doesn't seem quite right, that he might offend somebody and make somebody think that he had gotten rich based on his, uh, or even made any money, which he never was a wealthy man, based on his uh, association with EKU. Old school honor and integrity. It's just old school honor and integrity. I don't. I don't know where. I don't know. I don't. You know. And you. You mentioned Larry Roberts here. I'm. I'm hoping that whoever takes his place continues one of the programs he was talking about, which I was really uh, taken back by. His efforts with uh, Judge Bell to um, recoup uh, child support money that is owed and helping fathers who are. You know, they're being going after for their money, which they should be, but helping them instead of incarcerating them, helping them get a job, get clean, and contribute back to their families and become respectable. You got it. It was good. I hope they keep that up. I really do. Back on uh, some more of the birds here uh, with David Crosby. And, of course, it's a Bob Dylan song. That was when they had Chris Hillman. So, you listen to the Tom Dupree Show, and stay with us. We'll be talking about something in the second half of the hour. All right, I'll pot this down. Here's how we do it. Welcome back to the Tom Debris Show. Uh, somebody's trying to call me, so therefore the music faded out. No, I lost it. All right. Um, it was good. That yeah, was good. That, that was really named, good. There, that's a guy named Peter Bentz, and it's the song called Africa by Toto, and he, you know, did it. So, you know, when you use a phone, we're kind of lower end around here, um, but it, well, anyway, we multi- I'm not going to give you away all our secrets. We're multi-talented. Yeah. All right, Missy sort of dumped this thing on me. She kind of expects me to go through a 40-page document and pull out, like, uh, five talking points from it. 
And, uh, you know, just because she does doesn't mean I'm going to. Uh, you know, it's it's it gets into hey, it's uh, it's better than the thousands and thousands of pages from Pfizer. It gets into skill sets. Th- th- this was condensed. And it, it gets into levels of uh, obsession. Let's just put it that way. All right. So <laughs> you are not painting an attractive yeah, light. So anyway, there's this NIH thing. All this crap is buried. Excuse me. The average person is more interested in Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. We know that. We understand that part of the reason you listen to this show is to get information. Part of it is to be entertained. That's why we have the music and, and other things, because we realize that people are people, and that they don't just want to hear us droning on about a lot of stuff. We want to inspire you to be the best person you can be, to be the most educated person you can be, and maybe... When your time comes up one day to take action, <clears throat> do something. All right, I'm going to read uh, what she has essentially distilled out of a lot of pages. The COVID-19 pandemic is one of the most manipulated. Well, let's just call it the most. Why are you calling it one of the most? Let's call it the most manipulated infectious disease event in history, characterized by official lies in an unending stream led by uh, government bureaucracies, medical associations, medical boards, the media, and international agencies. For the first time in history, medical treatment protocols are not being formulated based upon the experience of the physicians treating the largest numbers of patients successfully but rather individuals and bureaucracies that have never treated a single patient, including Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Eco Health Alliance, the CDC, World Health Organization, state public health officers, and hospital administrators. Neither Fauci, the CDC, the WHO, or any medical government establishment has ever offered any early treatment other than Tylenol. Hydration, and call an ambulance once you've difficulty breathing. In other words, <clears throat> let's get you to where you feel like you're dying. And then we're going to bring you in and we got some good stuff for you. We got and We have a protocol that's that is absolutely uh, designed to design, light you up. Designed to light you up. And pay the hospital. Rendesivir is part of it. This is unprecedented in the high in, Entire history of medical care as early treatment infections has always been critical to saving lives. <coughs> I inserted the always. You were remiss in that. Uh, you know, and preventing severe complications. Well, Not only... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, uh, if if anybody wants to know what Tom's actually looking at, it is, it's, it's, it is a published piece by the Surgical Neurology International, which is a, a bi-monthly, peer-reviewed, open-access medical journal that was established in, I think, 2010 or something. Um, so it's kind of their substack a little right. bit. And this, this, this medical professional published, and it is, it has been, it is being moved through every channel because it is, it takes so every So this is piece. doctors talking to doctors. Yes. Okay. And this takes every piece of and part of what's gone on over the last couple of years and lays it out 
for everyone to look at and examine with all the, the appropriate uh, links and references to the charts and graphs and data. Let me so keep go going here. Not only have these medical organizations, federal lapdogs, not even suggested early treatment, they attacked anyone who attempted to initiate such treatment with all the weapons at their disposal. Loss of license, removal of hospital privilege, shaming destruction of reputations, and even arrest. To the point, uh, let me just jump in, that it's not science if you shut the other side up and do not allow for healthy debate. <laughs> Sorry. Just had to throw that in That's there. pretty good. Well, We're, We are now witnessing a number of excellent scientific papers written by top experts. Isn't that kind of redundant? Top Could ex- there be like a bottom expert? Top expert, bottom expert, <laughs> self-proclaimed expert. expert in okay. the field being, <laughs> sure, re- sure, whatever. <laughs> being retracted from major medical and scientific journals weeks, months, and even years after publications. Worse still is the actual designing of medical articles for promoting drugs and pharmaceutical products that involve fake studies and so-called ghost-written articles. I'm going to stop there for a second. I'll just say personally, I was denied access to at least two events, one of them a family gathering around Christmas time, because I refused to submit to a certain medical, or at least I told people that I did. What I did is my business, and you will never hear me say if I took a vaccine or didn't, because I consider it my business. I mean, as far as you're concerned, I might have never received a vaccination or I could be triple boosted, but it's none of your GD business. And I don't believe in telling other people about my private medical details. I don't think I should have to, but because I didn't choose to suggest that I had, I was told by family members, you cannot come. Now, let me tell you what I think happens in times like this. These uh, power-hungry bureaucracies and people prey upon basically the half-informed stupidity of most people out there who really, they're more interested in being a part of the group than they are in rationality. And uh, during times of great stress, people group together. Just don't let me get away from the pack. It doesn't matter to me if the pack is going the wrong direction. It's just I cannot stand this idea of being separated from the pack. And the folks that enforce these things understand the power of peer pressure. And the fact that the way our education system has worked for decades is not to create free thinkers, critical thinkers. It's to create drones, not just in the, quote, working classes of society, but at all levels, all the way up to the elites. The idea is create a follower class. Let each person fall into line as he or she finds that the state and 
the uh, prevailing thinking would dictate you do your part, even down to our members of Congress now wearing their uh, requisite um, Ukraine flag lapel pins. Imagine that. Can we go put the, some Ukraine flags down on the border? The Congress of the United States. You're a you're an elected official in the United States of America, and you are wearing the flag of another sovereign country on your lapel. That alone tells me that the idea that the 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 whole thing of critical thinking has gone entirely out the window. The schools that used to teach people in how to think apart from the crowd. Mr. Jefferson's University, University of Virginia, purveyor now of groupthink, Harvard University, uh, so many of the bigger schools. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'd rather go to Lamar University in Beaumont, Texas than these Ivy League schools. I would send a kid to Lamar University. You ever been to Beaumont? It ain't no garden spot, but at least the kid might have a chance to get a real education instead of being uh, granted. They do it here at UK. Lexington's as bad as Cambridge, Massachusetts. We don't have free thinking here. I mean, how does Pam, or what's her name, Linda Gordon get 71% of the vote if people here are willing to think critically? That's just insane. But here we go. Your thoughts. She's a nice lady. That's why, I guess. Well, you, you know what? Let's go back. What you're looking at is an article. Let's let's talk a little bit about it. It's called COVID Update, What is the Truth? Written by Russell L. Blaylock. And, and apologize. Actually, last week we talked about 2,000 mules, and I'm still not off of that yet, but we'll not talk about that today. Um, and we said we, we just would, did. Well, we, so now we you got to talk about. But we said we'd post the link, and the link has not been posted yet. And that's just been, we've had a little technical difficulty because, um, anyway, but we'll, we'll take care of just that. Just Google 2,000 mules, and you can find out for yourself. Well, we also will uh, provide the link to this paper, which I've downloaded so that even if it disappears overnight, um, I have the PDF. So what, what does it say? What does it say? Um, I've mentioned this multiple times on the show and, and, and since actually since the beginning of the year that if anyone is still considering what's going on, I think that you talk about informed consent. That informed consent means you have to pay attention to what Pfizer fought to conceal for 75 years, but they were court-ordered and forced to release in increments starting this year the information from their Pfizer trials. And people for that, the COVID vaccine. For, for their, for, yes, for their COVID vaccination. The, the interesting piece so of it is... So what do we come up with? What, what do we come up with? And this, this, is what, this is what people need to know that don't know. In every other medical medical device that has ever been put out my understanding and there's there, my understanding is there has always been a stopping point that lives taken because the the, the i just ap- think of the iud's you know that was a thing that was supposed to prevent you from getting pregnant uh and they were toxic and they made a big deal out of that and and, and maybe 
a hundred people. I don't know how many people died, but I remember there, you know, there've been these massive class action lawsuits. Uh, there was one for, uh, um, uh, some kind of a thing that was treated arthritis, but it ended up giving you heart trouble. I, I can't remember the name of it. That was a big Pfizer drug. They took that off the market. You're correct. Because of all that. So the, uh, all of a sudden, the the name of the drug has just escaped me. But yeah, you're getting even. You're even, not far even, from even being J, sixty years old. Even J and J's baby powder, you know. Yeah, because uh, you breathe it in. Yeah. Right. So so let's back up. So what what did the Pfizer document drop tell us? Other than the fact that, uh, by the way, I think there was a there's a vaccine. Was it the swine flu vaccine that that actually had fifty deaths and they they pulled it? Pull it. Okay, so. In the Pfizer document drop, which we can happily send you, the, the link with the papers in it, page 7 shows that 1,223 people died during the Pfizer trials among the tens of thousands of adverse reactions that we now understand from that information um, were not just just chills and fever and a sore, you know, a sore, um, a, a sore vaccination shot, a, a short, sore arm, if you will. Right. Um, what, what they found out was that Pfizer knew that the vaccine had a, this vaccination, whatever you want to call it, had a failure of efficacy from as early as December 2020. That if there were any benefits to the vaccine. In other words, it just doesn't, it didn't work for very long. It couldn't it, keep you from Those benefits sick. waned quickly after maybe a couple of months. Therefore, they knew that boosters would be needed and said nothing until they were forced in April of 2021 to acknowledge the need due to all these studies that were coming out of Israel because they were the most vaccinated country and it was showing right. that the, the efficacy had waned. Okay, um, all right. I'm going to back up here. I'm going to kind of change it a little bit. This, I'm going to go back to what you just said. For the first time in history, Medical treatment protocols are not being formulated based on the experience of the physicians treating the largest numbers of patients successfully, but rather individuals and bureaucracies that have never treated a single patient. What does any doctor tell you? Each patient has to be treated individually. What we had here was a mandated push down from the top treatment protocol that has had disastrous effects and this has never occurred this is why everything feels a little funny these days this is why when you go into a hospital now you better watch out for yourself because the place that you're going to be treated could be the absolute place or you don't want to be treated. Well, they're not. It, it's as though, and I hate even hearing you say that. But I, and I, but I can't deny that I feel the same way. Um, you know, it doesn't all, have all, to stay that all, way. It, all it is, we got to get all this evil the, the, out. The message, the, the message yeah. has always been safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. Why do you bring it up if you don't like but, me saying it? <laughs> because it's I, it's not it's not it's not my intention to scare people, but it it is relevant to understand what how the they hell know are you going to get their attention if you don't scare well, them a okay bit. so what they know now what they know now okay that you needed boosters that 35 minors suffered heart damage after being um, vaccinated 
And they didn't let anyone know until August of 2021 or acknowledge until August of 2021 that that was a possibility. I think the bigger thing is, is that we were willing, because of our lack of critical thinking, we were willing to take orders from bureaucrats and people that never have our best interests at heart. They never have because bureaucracies are self-perpetuating. They don't give a crap about the... Uh, the, the people that they're over they're about expanding their own reach certain types of people become bureau bureaucrats in a hardcore way and they're not people you but and it i was like. rushed so quickly to the market was, they didn't know a, that it's just like the way they rush bills through congress but my point is that the pfizer docs tell us now what you've suspected or you may have suspected or didn't know so or pfizer would have by made its own admission a has different decision if you knew now what if, if you knew then yes. what you know now that's what i'm saying that the shot did not the shot material did not stay in your arm that it moved quickly to key tissues in the body your spleen liver lymph nodes ovaries prostate causing damage right they knew that they knew that the lipid nanoparticle dosages were a problem. And this, this is what I think is always really interesting. It always bothered me that there were magically three EUA options. When in the world have you ever had three magic bullets, all of different, you know, it was the uh, J&J, uh, the Moderna, and the Pfizer. Big time different yeah. chemical makeup. Huge. And, and the, the big issue, there, there, are, there are very serious issues with your body processing lipid nanoparticles. And the dosage in each of those options were massively different. So, for instance, Moderna's option had a hundred microgram dose, hundred microgram per Getting dose. in the weeds here, just versus Pfizer's had thirty. So you were okay. getting thir- you getting three times the I amount. I got what you're saying. Okay, I, I'm just saying that it, it, it was not apples to apples, you know. And I always kept saying it was you know, a big scam. We all know it. Well, people it, kept saying which one, which, which one did you get? Which one did you get? And then the next question was, which one is better for you? And nobody really could answer that question. Yeah. The only thing you ever heard was, well, I'd rather take one shot than two shots. There was so much confusion. There was so much confusion. And a lot of those, those, those hesitant, that the reason people were hesitant is being answered by this document drop, which I don't understand why it is not being more readily circulated. Uh, another, just a very quick one, was that they based that it was safe and effective for pregnant women off of one Pfizer study on 44 pregnant rats. There were no humans involved in the original Pfizer trial. None on on pregnant women. That is, that's almost, that kind of is gut-wrenching to me. Yeah. So remind me again that it's safe and effective and you know that how. Yeah. So I, I, here's here's my here here is here is I my, can't play the music. Th- th- this is what up, I want so to do. I to I want them to remove all immunity for big pharma companies, and I promise you, everything will sort itself out. Balance will be restored. There are plenty of bloodthirsty lawyers who will gladly take the case of vaccine. Well, here's the thing. This is going to be like our version of. I can't. I don't know. Do you have me turn down on the music or something? No, I didn't. All right. Uh, for some reason, it's not doing it. Uh, this will be our version of the Nuremberg trials, which lasted for decades. And uh, let's see. What? Oh, we have music. Turn me up. There you go. Up again. 
We're done. Stay with us. It's the Tom DeBree Show, News Radio 630 WAP.